Greetings, this is Father Michael Hurley, and before we begin our show today, just wanted to let you know about the wonderful resource that beginning uh, on Christmas that we have made available to the parish. Around Christmas time, we like to give away a kind of gift, either a book or some some form of uh, spiritual media. This year, we've offered to the parish a year-long subscription to formed.org, F-O-R-M-E-D dot O-R-G. What's formed.org? Well, it's sort of, I like to call the equivalent of Netflix for Catholics, kind of a Catholic Netflix. Like Netflix, there's all sorts of videos, movies, series, and specials. So too on formed.org, all sorts of Catholic videos, uh, movies of the lives of the saints, the lives of Christ and and Mary. Uh, There are catechetical talks, different series on the faith, uh, and also a kind of prayer opportunity. So you can do your own, if you will, kind of private self-led retreat. For instance, the 33 Days to Morning Glory, that uh, Marian devotion to the true devotion of Mary. But then other sort of even apologetics, kind of rapid responses that is produced through uh, Catholic Answers. For instance, their featured uh, pick of the week for this week is a video on the life of St. John Bosco and his mission to love a fantastic a movie distributed through Ignatius Press. They kind of take the press's uh, books are made available through the site, uh, connected with the catechetical uh, uh, library of uh, Augustine Institute. And so just the life of St. John Bosco comes to life. It was an Italian production, but it was actually a wonderful movie that was kind of the pick of the week. But I've also noticed as I've downloaded the app uh, to my own uh, s- smartphone, uh, just some really uh, wonderful little uh, brief talks on um, on liturgy, uh, there's one on uh, the the Holy Spirit in our life, and and even uh, on audiobook. I was listening to the Last Crusader, which is a historical fiction about the son of Philip II, who is the key in the Armada uh, that the Catholics form in order to uh, stem the Ottoman Empire in the Battle of Lepanto, where we talked about in the podcast on Our Lady of the Rosary, and, and so it kind of brings that to life, and it's wonderfully um, uh, read uh, by a member of the Ignatius uh, Press, uh, and just kind of brings that to life. So going forward, uh, Father Isaiah will be, and I will be giving a segment on our kind of pick of the week, the, the different uh, videos or uh, resources found on forum.org. To be honest with you, there's there's so much there, it's almost daunting. And so we want to help uh, to curate a little bit and to na- help you navigate to might, what might be helpful to you. And I also encourage, if, if you do get, uh, yeah, I put it on your computer, as I say, or your smartphone, and uh, to let us know through the email, the podcast at St. Dominic's org. What you found helpful, that way we can pass that along to others. Like I said, there's literally thousands of different offerings there. And so if you find something helpful uh, to pass that along to us and we can make it a resource uh, for others. In order to log on to the site, there is a password though. And that password can be found in the bulletin. It's on our website. And I'll give it to you now. The, the passcode is 8ZV4MN. I feel like I'm giving like the secret code of some sort, but it's 8ZV4MN, and that enables you to get right onto the site and to make use of all the wonderful uh, richness that's there that uh, helps us to grow in our faith. So without uh, further ado, we have uh, this weekend's uh, St. Dominic's Weekly, and so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. 
Welcome back to St. Dominic's Weekly, episode 22. I'm Father Isaiah, your host. With me, the priest of the hour, Father Michael. How are you doing today? Fantastic. We're right smack dab in our novena, sponsored by St. Jude Shrine. Uh, Certainly we have the wonderful shrine here at the church, and quarterly we have uh, kind of a major uh, novena. And of course the word novena means nine days of, of prayer, kind of mindfulness and directed uh, intentions for uh, perhaps a particular group of people or, for frankly, any intention we have. And so these next nine days connected to the healing power right. of Our Lady of Lords, that wonderful apparition uh, of the Blessed Virgin Mary to uh, Bernadette Subaru, happened in the uh, 1850s. And so that in her feast day being on the 11th, and started here on the 3rd, spent a couple days okay. in, and so now we're right in the midst of that, uh, kind of on the front edge, and so we're excited uh, to be kind of jumping uh, full, fully into the deep end of the pool of, of, uh, of Our Lady of Lords. And considering that Our Lady of Lords, February 11th, is an actual Sunday, so the feast day being on a Sunday is actually pretty exciting for the shrine itself. 100%. Usually when you have nine days, it doesn't always fall. Yeah. It falls on different days of the week. And actually right. not, falling on Sunday means that we actually have two weekends. Yeah, that's true. So our preacher, uh, Father Alan White, is fantastic. He's for those of you uh, who haven't been able to come out to the novena yeah. or are, aren't familiar with it. Uh, Father Alan is one of the, as I, I said last week on the, on the podcast, one of the most fantastic preachers uh that I've ever heard. He's, yeah, I don't know indeed. if it's the English accent. Anyone with an English <laughs> accent, you're already in a different category. You're automatically today. smarter and more <laughs> exactly. brilliant and more charismatic. I think you're so. just in a different tier. <laughs> you know, there there are tiers of preachers. You're yeah. automatically you just go up a tier, no matter where you yeah. are. Let's just say you're in like tier four, but if you have got an accent, you're in tier, tier three. three yeah. like you're just a tier above. Is it actually stratified by accent, <laughs> like the south? The like um, you know, if you're from. Uh, Louisiana versus if you're from New York versus you know it's, Scotland versus yeah I don't I don't know we maybe we have to do a, a tier rating on on a, yeah. <laughs> a ranking on uh, we have the top ten tier, but, <laughs> top ten accents but I don't obviously content makes a difference in personality and passion Definitely. of course uh, you know prayer and the, the sense of sense of, uh, of of talent and and skill and art but <laughs> I, I do think it I think a good accent can actually take you up a, a tier. long way. <laughs> <laughs> It can actually, it doesn't make all the difference, but you can actually like raise a deer. But no, but Father Allen is, is fantastic. He's a fantastic preacher, yeah. And uh, to have him here uh, from England was just a really a wonderful opportunity for us here at St. Dominic. So you haven't had a chance uh, to come out, even just to hear him at, at one mass uh, do so. He's present at, at the 8 a.m. and 5.30 mm-hmm. p.m. Uh, weekday masses. So Monday through Friday are 8 a.m. and 5.30 evening masses are for the Novena, Our Lady right. of Lords, hosted exactly. by St. Jude. And then on Saturday, our 8 a.m. morning Mass. Right. And then 5.30, a Vigil Sunday Mass. Mm-hmm. And then on Sunday, it's a little different because of the schedule. It's the 11.30 Solemn Mass That's right. on Sunday, on the 11th. And it will be this uh, coming Sunday, The uh, not only the um, Solemn Mass, but the kind of culminating day. It will be right. the Feast of Our Lady yeah. of Lords. And then once again, after the Solemn Mass at 11.30 a.m., the 5.30 p.m. Yes, Mass. Exactly is the kind of the, the capstone of uh, the whole uh, novena. So wonderful opportunities, powerful preaching, uh, and uh, just exciting in every way. So welcoming folks out. Yeah, so it'd be so great. I mean, we're in day two of the novena right now. It's just um, not too late to jump on the jump on board. So uh, come on over to the masses and uh, take part in confession and, and the masses and uh, and the preaching. It's just, it's just an amazing event with Father Alan White. So Father Michael, let's uh, talk about the actual store of uh, Our Lady of Lords, but actually, actually before that, uh, the very the very work that got the 
uh, uh, Our Lady Lords popular. Um, that in itself is a very interesting story about the author of The Song of Bernadette, right? It is, yeah. And actually, you reminded me of story. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to have to break in. Story, break into what? Story time with Father Isaiah. Oh, yes. Oh, so, okay. So the other week, we <laughs> well, actually got... Oh, oh, so let me set the stage. So, so last week we had, because I think I know where your, your story is going. I'm, just like, <laughs> I'm thinking because it, it involves us both, but I'm going to let you tell the story. So, of course, last week we had um, our pro-life edition. Yes, of course. And we went on, Fallen, yeah. Exactly. Went on the, on, and, of course... Um, you were in a, you were you were you were man in the sh- man in the ship here the helm here but I was able to go on the walk myself. Right, of course, it's I call it Catholic Disneyland. As I oh say. yeah, that's great. Because you meet you meet folks from all over. There's a sense of real joy and youthfulness and passion and and you know when you hear you know thousands of um, young people, young teenagers and young it's adults amazing. chanting, "We are the pro-life generation. Right. We are yeah. the pro-life generation." And and talking about how as Catholics we have um, a vision for the sanctity of life from the very first moments of conception all the way to the end of life, that life is sacred to see people simply not just, I don't know, there's a, there's a difference between uh, marching in a, a kind of an edgy way. There's a kind of, yeah, you know, yeah. sometimes I've been in, in part of um, demonstrations that feel very politically charged. There's a yeah. kind of anger, hostility behind it, but it's such just a joyful type of, of prayer of yeah. meeting people, of just celebrating and being a witness. So many rosaries or whatever said, like yeah. Salve Regina, all these songs being... It's joyful. You know, yeah. It's joyful. Anyway, it, it caused certainly in terms of, and no matter what the newspapers say, this life of the city has to change because mm-hmm. there's literally traffic jams. They block off all of Market, which yeah. for those who are not familiar with San Francisco is like the main artery yeah. uh, to the downtown. So that's where we're marching literally down the kind of central street of, of, of San Francisco as it, as it kind of bisects the city. And so life changes. So yeah. s- now this this is all the context for, for, for the story that you, you uh, brought to my attention. Yeah, story. Yeah, the story time is the very fact that uh, – I re- for uh, for those who watch professional basketball here in the United States, the National Basketball Association, the NBA, um, uh, you and I were actually watching the Golden State Warriors play the Boston Celtics upstairs at, like uh, that night. And during the third quarter, it was hilarious that uh, one of the announcers was giving a shout out to the Bart authorities. Remember this? And I do, yeah. And it was just so funny. And like we had to kind of listen to his comments, had to record it, uh, rewind it, and kind of play it a couple of times to know what he was actually saying but apparently all the announcers were at the powell street station around three o'clock three thirty, and they were freaking out that they were going to make it to oakland to announce the game on time and they put up a graphic saying uh, of all the four of them on their cell phones trying to figure out how to get to oakland at the powell street bart station what was going on at powell street at three thirty? <laughs> It was the end of the Walk for Life. So the Walk for Life with the 50,000, 60,000 people that were uh, being the pro-life generation and uh, proclaiming God's love of life almost didn't make the Golden State game happen. <laughs> well, the, the announcing anyway. No, I thought, I, I thought it was interesting because, of course, you know, we, we, uh, this is, this is going to be we, – we should have saved this for the Patreon section. But, but hmm. we, we have been known to, to watch a, a basketball game together and in a yeah. recreational moment. We don't do commercials, so, of course, you, yeah. the, 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 uh, the quote-unquote miracle of, of DVR uh, comes yes, into exactly. help. <laughs> but I, I could I, – when I saw that – Graphicom, though, they, they just, the, the intention was for the announcers to basically say thank you to the, the people who got them on time. But the context, they, I don't think they really realized yeah. the full context. There's like, oh, yeah, there was some kind of some sort of protest or, or, or protest. And, they, and we're all, we were all turned around and we didn't know how to get to announce the game. And so, yeah. <laughs> so I thought that even, 
even in the it was the to this point the the basketball game of the year yeah. on the first nationally televised um, ABC game for Saturdays, which will run through the yeah. rest of the year. There was an indirect shout out to the Walk, Walk for, for Life. Life. There yeah. we go. I love it. <laughs> Story just <time>. absolutely amazing. <laughs> absolutely amazing. Fantastic. So so back to the, uh, the Our Lady of Lords and the story uh, around it. Um, for those uh, who don't know the story, it, um, just to give the general outline of it, and this kind of goes to the big truth. The, the big truth for uh, Our Lady is that uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary, who is the mother of God, the one who had, if you will, care and custody of our Lord uh, when he was living, uh, continues even today to be, if you will, our mother mm-hmm. in bringing her son and his life and his love into our life. In other right. words, she communicates the love that she had for Christ yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it continues to be communicated to us if she's, a, if she will, a conduit, right. a kind of almost like a, a go-between, a kind of re- a relationship a connector, if you will. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, sure. So uh, it continues to be that for us, and, and this happens in a very particular way in the uh, in the eighteen fifties uh, to a young family. And a young girl in a family in um, in Marseille, in France, and the story is as many of these apparition and vision stories go. The kind of mm-hmm. the, the the first aspect to it is that the apparition is made to not someone who is politically, culturally, financially elite, not someone yeah, that yeah. if you were looking down and saying, "Who could I share a message with who would be a difference maker?" Right, someone who could yeah. like I could tell them this is what God wants, or here here's the of, game plan. Yeah. Exactly, mm-hmm. so, and yeah. and they could just by their own influence or connections right. make happen. It seems like if you look at the Bible, you just look at experience. Oftentimes, the, the folks who are most open to receive a kind of powerful, yeah. life transforming conversion are people that are not yeah. the pre- least qualified. <laughs> exactly, the least qualified, and God, and some other giving the grace and the strength. Yeah. Uh, to do what God uh, wants in, in, in every way. Um, so I think there's a way in which um, Our Lady of Lords gives us um, kind of insight into that. Um, mm-hmm. So the, kind of the, the, the historical context, you have this young family who is very impoverished. They're actually living in a converted yeah. city jail yeah. in, in France, right. uh, yeah. in Marseille. And um, the father is a garbage collector, um, and in fact, um, he not only d- kind of collects garbage, but it has the particular uh, task of going to um, uh, hospitals where the kind of the, the garbage oh, okay. is particularly yeah. like toxic and not, <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, you know, not not easy to handle. And it just makes it the garbage dump, which was outside the city. So exactly this is what he that. does all day. Yeah. Very yeah. dirty, non-glamorous work. And the, where they live was really close to the garbage dump. Exactly. Well, it was right, right by so, the garbage dump. Yeah. So he's basically trafficking in garbage, living in a jail. He's got a young family. Yeah. And his young daughter, who's not particularly bright or yeah. educated because he can't afford it, um, would go and collect firewood kind of in the back in the back 40, so to speak, yeah. back mm-hmm. it over across the river there. And one day as she's collecting firewood with her siblings, um, feels a breeze and a wind, but but notices that none of the foliage is moving, none of the trees or the yeah. bushes are moving, but feels this wind and turns around a, and sees in this little grotto, which was basically a pig pen, they, yeah. where they would kind of, the pigs would kind of be gathered so they wouldn't, they couldn't escape. So, you know, like any pig pen, it's kind of dirty and yeah. and and kind of r- trodden down yeah. and so forth she sees it's not this. a pretty sight no exactly it's not it's not a place well who appears in the midst of this mm-hmm. 
pig pen across the river where they gather wood outside of the city dump proximate to a converted city jail that the impoverished are living yeah. in is this young woman yeah. who, uh, who ultimately identifies herself as uh, the blessed mother. The mother of God. And so yeah. r- right, off the, right off the bat, you have this idea that Mary communicates with young Bernadette, someone who is not an, uh, a, a likely candidate yeah. in a place Right. Which is not likely right, a kind of yeah. mundane, routine gathering mm-hmm. firewood so they can put, you know, kind of warm the water and heat the food and do what they need to do in that way. And there's Mary giving this kind of world transforming yeah. message in the midst of this kind of mundane, even if you will, kind of um, kind of dirty kind of context. Yeah. Isn't that this is just like her, whether it be at Lourdes, Fadma, Guadalupe, I mean, all these, pa- uh, these past uh, times we talked about the Blessed Mother appearing always in the most uh, mundane, ordinary, to the simplest and the lowliness of, of her children. Right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. And so in the first in the first kind of, she's shocked by this at first. Of course. Yeah. She, um, the lady kind of invites her to, to pray the rosary. And so that, that kind of prayer uh, of contemplation, but of, of inviting us to consider the mysteries or the, the, the great um, work of salvation mm-hmm. uh, through Christ. And when her siblings see her in this kind of ecstasy, they're actually yeah. concerned that she's having a stroke, or they're not right. sure what's right. physical. She's she's totally like locked in on the mm-hmm. on the on the on the vision, and that no one yeah. else can see. No one exactly. Yeah. No one else can see it. No one else can can hear the voice of the lady, and they can't very easily rouse her attention. They kind of mm-hmm. shake her, and, and and she's not she's not responding, and she's definitely kind of locked into this 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 yeah. vision. Um, so she she goes back the uh, the next day. Similar apparition. Um, once again, the lady smiles. This time, so I, I love this part of the story. Bernadette yeah. brings um, is not sure who who it is. Uh, the, her parents interrogate her because I think one of her one of her sisters tattletales on her. Of course, yeah. <laughs> when yeah, she tells course. her what happened, it, well, she says keep it secret, and then tattle, and then she's in trouble because her parents yeah. are think she's either hallucinating or trying to get out of work or trying to kind of yeah, seek yeah, atten- some kind exactly. of attention. Getting when, when you're that yeah. young, you can, especially if you're a little bit of a rapscallion, you wouldn't know anything about this. But when you're a right? rapscallion, you <laughs> <laughs> can be attention seeking, <laughs> so that's what they suspect. But she's um, savvy enough to think, oh, maybe this is—it could be um, something from heaven, but it could be an angel of light. That is a kind of yeah. illusion. And so, what does she bring? She brings holy water yeah. to and, the site and blesses, <laughs> yeah, blessed mother, right? Yeah, I mean, with holy water, she's pretty close she with holy water. Isn't she just amused about that? Yeah, and, so very kind of smiles, doesn't say anything, but 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 is. <laughs> I could just see her rolling her eyes a little bit. Like, <laughs> no, okay. she's it's kind of, <laughs> in a in a kind of gentle kind of way. But it's that's, I mean, I have to admit, if something like that, I'd break out the holy water yeah, myself. That makes sense. Right? It yeah, makes it's, sense. It's completely sensible, but it's just it's sensible. It's kind of it's kind of, it's kind of uh, in retrospect, one knowing who it is now, it's kind of like yeah. a, it seems like a over precaution. But no, so she yeah. she gets the holy water treatment. Um, um, which of course is then kind of it comes full circle <laughs> when we talk about the uh, the healing waters yeah, uh, water, of the grotto. Yeah. Uh, but uh, and then it comes back again, and, and the third time it's interesting. She she comes back the third time, and Bernadette brings paper and pen, is able to get writing implements mm-hmm. and paper, and then asks has a whole series of questions for our lady. She wants yeah. to kind of get the facts, so yeah. she does this investigation and. Our Lady says, don't write anything down. This yeah, message exactly, yeah. is not for writing and communicating in that way. Yeah. I find that very interesting because oftentimes we think of these kind of revelations as being yeah. 
God um, kind of sending a word that we have to act upon, you know, right. like like right. a kind of political movement or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whereas, whereas I think oftentimes the whole point of these private revelations is to draw us back into the experience, the right. living experience of God in our lives. So the fact that Mary doesn't want the center of gravity of this personal revelation to this young girl to simply be a written text, mm-hmm. something that is kind of passed down in Burke. For although there's right. lots of wonderful books and analysis, sure. and, 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 and you know, certainly in an art form we'll talk about later, of that, the whole message is not something that can be communicated simply by writing and reading and listening, yeah. but is an invitation to something deeper, yeah. an encounter. That, enc- that encounter with the divine. Experience, right. yeah. Mm-hmm. So Mary wants Bernadette not to have to feel like a recorder of this moment, but to experience yeah. the moment, yeah. and by extension for everyone who has, if you will, connection to this apparition, a similar kind of yeah. experiential encounter mm-hmm. with the divine. So I think it's interesting. As, as a Dominican, I, obviously we're, we're part of our um, uh, spirituality is study, study. and course. writing yeah. and preaching. Mm-hmm. So we can be very yeah. much on the written word, the spoken word, the, the right. kind of media, if you will. And so it's a good reminder to say that all yeah. those things are means by which an encounter is affected. You invite right? others into that same encounter with Christ that we have had. Exactly. Right? So the point isn't the writing. The point mm-hmm. isn't the communication. But the point is the encounter. Exactly. Yeah, the and invitation. So, so yeah. right, right yeah. off, right, right from the yeah. very beginning, uh, Bernadette is kind of, if you will, given this lesson or given this um, instruction not to write stuff down. Almost as the lady says, if you don't remember it, it's not worth it. <laughs> if, you can, yeah. if you can't remember what happened or communicate it, it's not meant to be shared. Yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, and I find as a preacher, I find that refreshing in a way. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> just like, you know, you don't have to remember. It's not, this is not a memory test or this yeah. is not something to remember. Yeah. So, so that's the third. And then the fourth time well, when she comes, there's a, there's a kind of deepening uh, of uh, the message uh, when she um, uh, talks about the ultimate. Um, goal is to make this a kind of routine in her life. So the, the next message is the, the Blessed Mother asked her. In fact, she hasn't told her who she was, yeah. but the lady says, do me the honor of coming back here for 15 straight days. Right. And I take for this a kind of extension. So just as that kind of, that, the second word was about don't write this down. Yeah. Now that, that flows into, this isn't just a one-time experience, yeah. but come back again. Come coming. And yeah. again, and, and I think I think in our spiritual life, for me, and mm-hmm. certainly you might have your own perspective on it, but there's an idea, I think, in which we think our faith is rooted in a single experience or maybe a cluster of like these high moments right, right. of like we were in prayer or someone, there was a, a great miracle of healing or, or it was a discernible moment that God was moving in our lives. Mm-hmm. And this is the foundation of our faith, whereas... In actuality, the foundation mm-hmm. of our faith is what we literally do every, every day, day. Mm-hmm. to connect with our Lord. So, yeah. so when 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 people say, you know, my faith is really shaken because of X, Y, or Z, to kind of turn it one eighty, because something difficult has happened, or some mm-hmm. kind of suffering, yeah, or yeah. some kind of misfortune, my first question is, what's your daily connection with God? Exactly, Are you yeah. praying daily? Are you connected to the sacrament? Do you do you take time to ask even God, Lord, where are you in this misfortune mm-hmm. or this darkness? Just call upon, because that's really the, the foundation of our faith. Those kind of high moments, those high mountain experiences, if you will, exactly, yeah. mm-hmm. are meant to confirm, sustain, and perhaps lead us, but they're not the foundation. Yeah. The foundation of any uh, faith or any sense of the, the spirit we have in us 
is one that happens again and again. again, and again. again it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's like, it's even like athletes, right? I remember yeah. um, asking, uh, they were asking back, this is going to be our basketball episode, asking, <laughs> asking Curry, the uh, point guard from the Warriors, you know, what, what in a sense, they're asking about the Hall of Fame and, and his response to that, you know, the greatest player says, I've only done this for like, you know, six, seven years, like and be at the top of his right. game, be an incredible, you know, three-point shooter and, and leader of the team. Uh, but he was pointing to if you want if you want to have someone that has kind of legacy, you, you just don't do it once or twice or even over a season. Yeah. You have to do it again and again over and, the course of the career. And again, yeah. in other words, true excellence mm-hmm. isn't simply measured by one moment. Yeah. When it comes to uh, longevity or the sense of being in, if you will, the Hall of Fame or being yeah. a saint or being holy, it's actually what's more important is that consistency of action right. throughout, you know, a kind of time. And liturgically, in, in our season, we're in the waning hours of, of ordinary time until Ash Wednesday, of course, good yeah. and bad news, right? But, but I mean, ordinary <laughs> time really does uh, kind of teach us about that daily encounter over the, the, the little encounters, right? I mm-hmm. mean, Christmas, Easter, of course, beautiful moments of our church year, but it's also, but in some ways, it, what's more important is the plain, right? Um, the mountains, the, the mountains and valleys, but it's more important about during ordinary time, coming back in the normal everyday, the routine, you know, of having that encounter with God. Right? Exactly. And so giving some thought to that, we might ask, especially as we're coming into Lent, and maybe for our, our Lenten podcast, we'll go over some of the kind of just practical things we can right. do day in and day out to do that, which leads to the ultimate goal, which mm-hmm. is that, that, that um, apparition of that, that uh, fourth word uh, of Mary, or actually third word of Mary, I guess, mm-hmm. um, the, um, when asked... Did the lady say the, our fortune was going to change? So her parents, as I mentioned oh, before. Oh, her parents said this to her. Yeah, in part. Well, no, I think, I think her siblings did. But they were all excited. So basically she began to get famous at this point. So oh, yeah, she's, yeah. Or at least the word is out. Famous might be a bit, inf- even in perhaps infinite. The word is out. Yeah. This girl's having these, quote, no matter how you take it, hallucinations, experiences, These things. encounters with this uh, unusual. Yeah. So yeah. And, and it's, it's, it's becoming <clears throat> kind of demonstrable. And there's a sense of prayer. So people are kind of getting a little bit excited about the, these the doings, the goings on in the trash dump. In the trash yeah. yeah, in the big pen. Um, and so uh, they naturally think like, oh, maybe our fortunes will change. Like, right. we, And so I think your siblings ask her, or someone asks her, you know, what did the lady promise you anything? The lady say what, what the whole outcome of this is going to be. And she said, in fact, she did. Our lady said that I will be happy. And then there's a modifier, <laughs> not in this life, but in the next. next. And so for yeah. us, once again, a, a reminder that no matter what joy or blessings or success we might have, or even happiness yeah. on this earth is really a stepping stone. Is it's, it's, We don't have any abiding place or city. This is why Christ says, you know, mm-hmm. the Son of Man doesn't have a place to lay his head. That, that eternal home we have is right. so much richer beautiful, yeah. powerful than yeah. any sense of it. Any success we could have in this or pales in comparison with the success we have. Exactly. Any sense of blessing that we have now mm-hmm. pales in comparison with the blessing that God has for yeah. us. The the great promise of Christ in, in the Gospel of John, I go to prepare a place, place for, for you. you. Mm-hmm. And this means that this doesn't diminish, in a sense, our moment here on earth, but it certainly gives it a, a new relationship. Yeah. And that is mm-hmm. it gives us a destiny beyond yeah. It's right. a shadow of the reality. Exactly. Right? It's it's not that it's not reality, but it says it's it's just mm-hmm. the backside of that is yeah. the reality. So so the lady says, yeah, I'm I'm promising big things. I'm promising happiness ultimately, but not in this world, which lets us know that even if you will quote unquote unhappiness or 
trial or um, misfortune or darkness in this world can always be somehow redirected yeah. or given a new relationship to blessing in the right. next life. Mm-hmm. It gives it that ultimate sense of destiny and, and the happiness of, of heaven. Yeah. And so that's that's the kind of old. So right right away, right in the first three, yeah. you've got don't write it down. It's meant to be encounter, not just a single encounter, but come for the next fifteen days. The mm-hmm. foundation is, if you will, routine and habit. And finally, you, doing all this not for some kind of happiness, fleeting happiness in this world, but oriented and yeah. destined relationally toward the next world. So right there on those yeah. first three yeah. messages of Our Lady, a kind of quick summary, if you will, yeah. about all of our spiritual life yeah. right there. Exactly. Encounter, yeah. routine, if you will, and habit, and ultimately towards heaven. Yeah. There you go. She did not promise to make me happy in this world, but in the next, right? That's right. So, so what happens afterwards is that Bernadette, she, uh, the Blessed Mother asked her to Dig a hole in the in the pig pen. Oh yeah, this is the most famous and part of the story. And drink muddy water. And yep. the reaction of the crowd is, you know, as expected. Everybody thought she was crazy. This was a really interesting part. I mean, this is the well-known part of our song, the song of Bernadette in the movie, as well as just the story as a whole, right? Yeah. So of course, when you when you mentioned Our Lady of Lords, to most folks, they're going to think of Lords Water uh-huh. and the yeah. healing of Lords Water. And this was uh, once again, it wasn't at the very beginning, but it's toward the end of these apparitions, like you said. Mary says, "Dig in the water," and she's like, "Or dig in okay. the ground." No, because she, she says, "Drink, drink from the stream." Yeah, that's right. And then, oh, that's right. Yeah. And, and Bernard says, "What stream?" And she goes, <laughs> "Oh, the stream that's up there. There's no stream." She's like, "Well, dig then." So it's kind of like stream, no stream. Okay. Where's find the water? Where's find it? So she begins to dig, and she gets as she digs, it's kind of just mud, and then muddy yeah. water, and then she asks her to drink a little bit. So she's drinking this kind of like muddy water yeah. on faith that I'm sure. And once again, like you said, this is a pig pen, so it's not exactly right. But yeah. as she continues to dig, and over the sense of uh, over the course of days and weeks, the yeah. water becomes more uh, lipid and, yeah. and, and mm-hmm. pure. And drinkable. fresh, yeah. drinkable, yeah. and to where now today, if you visit Our Lady of Lords, it's the the, the bath. The, the water is directed into baths that uh, mm-hmm. people can, um, you know, be submerged in and touch and be revitalized spiritually, uh, physically, yeah. and then and in just in terms of their whole person. And this is that, like I said, the kind of if you will, the healing waters of Lords, and it really comes from. It's not. Here's the thing about these. Anytime we have healing manifestations, they're rooted in kind of the basics that I mentioned in terms right, of the exactly. encounter and the, ru- mm-hmm. the d- routine and the, and the ultimate destiny. But they once again draw us back into that by doing something miraculous, something yeah. that makes us wake up and take notice. Yeah. Right. And so the healing waters do that. And so it, it wasn't without struggle because the church, in fact, um, when there were certain folks that said they were healed by these waters, as the days went on, it became clear that a couple of them were were hoaxes. A few mm-hmm. were just kind of, if you will, placebo effects. Yeah. And so the church basically said, nah, we're, we're distancing ourselves from this. Actually put a, put a fence around right. the whole mm-hmm. complex. They didn't condemn um, Bernadette, but they basically called in the local parish priest, the bishop who then called in the parish priest and said, let's, yeah. let's, put, let's pump the brakes here. Yeah. It's interesting. Let's that, slow down. It's interesting. People who are skeptical of the church and revelations um, don't always realize that the most, the yeah. Most the most pe- the the people that um, are most skeptical is oftentimes the church hierarchy, right? It's the funniest thing. Um, the fact that it was uh, rather the priests and the bi- local bishop, they were the ones that actually say, "Let's pump the let's uh, pump the brakes, let's slow down, let's examine this closely to make sure this truly is of God and of the of 
the son's mother, right? That's right. And, and the, local, the local priest actually has a very particular question he wants uh, Bernadette to ask, and that yeah, is, that's right. who are you? Who am I speaking yeah. with? Because the lady does not identify because herself. Because she doesn't speak. Yeah, she doesn't speak that often to Bernadette mm-hmm. in the first place. That's, That's right. one of the more interesting parts of the story. That's right. And so ultimately, Our Lady does identify herself, and yeah. she says, I am. The Immaculate Conception. Which yeah. was, I think, as we talked about uh, on an earlier podcast, one of the confirmations that had been made by the church just four mm-hmm. years earlier. Yeah. This title. And so Bernadette would have known about this title, but for Our Lady to identify herself as this title, and not just... I was a, ma- and I think I brought this up yeah. before, but not just I was immaculately conceived or, uh, you know, brought forth yeah. from the power of the Holy Spirit, but I am. Yeah. The immaculate conception, conception like yeah. in, in, in a noun sort of way. So, so I just, uh, and of course we had an earlier podcast about the Feast of the Immaculate Conception where we actually uh, reviewed uh, or uh, you actually gave an explanation through Maximilian Colby about his own personal, um, his own theology about this particular dogma as well. Okay. That's right. Yeah. And, um, in fact, here in my office, we have folks who just have recently made a um, pilgrimage to uh, the shrine. And so I'm right here we've got, yeah. it's got, it's got Bernadette in the grotto and, and that has w- some water. water. It. it has water in it. And when has people. has the water. Does it have the water? It, it does have, yeah, that's the okay. water. better. <laughs> so I, whenever folks come in for um, anointing, so the great sacrament of the anointing of the sick given, um, I also uh, give a little holy water blessing as well. That's really beautiful, actually. Um. What I want to know is if you actually drank some of it while while you were sitting. <laughs> you know, I have, I've had people ask me about about if you're because okay, how to say this? We have a we have a um, a holy water vat kind of you know a, a receptacle yeah. that has holy water. That's in. at the offices between the church and the offices. That's right, yeah. which everyone is welcome to. It's it's what's there for, and we we bless it. Um, but I've had people, I've I caught people, but I've observed people. Filling them up Gallons. in water bottles. <laughs> yeah, so people fill it up, but, but not only, but in water bottles, which makes it clear they're going to drink it. And I just let them know the water is holy um, because it's blessed, but it's not necessarily, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. not designer like it's a, a water. It's, it's water that we basically, I mean, it's San Francisco water, San Francisco water, yeah, right. but we just, it's not necessarily yeah. meant to be. Yeah. It's not like in a, a stainless steel container. <laughs> I don't know if I drink it, in other words, in terms of the lipidity of the water. I'm sure these it's guys with these Gatorade bottles. Exactly, they fill it up. So I, no, I have to say I'm not in the habit of drinking holy water, <laughs> but I've had people ask me if it's, if, it's, if it's, you know, spiritual Gatorade to drink holy water. I think not necessarily. Not necessarily. Not necessarily. Yeah. We, we've been baptized. So it's not, it's not, it's not magic in that way, but, but no, the, yeah. the holy water is certainly significant for us and, and thousands and thousands yeah. of yeah. miracles o- yeah. over the years. I, you know, it's, it's, it's been as, um, I mean, if you just, just, you know, just Google it, just look it up. Any, any kind of easy investigation shows that the church herself was convinced by the fruit mm-hmm. of the apparition. Still not sure, like even if he says that when the lady identifies her immaculate conception, I am, it's kind of like theologically, that's kind of a difficult statement to wrestle with. Yeah. But how can you gainsay the spiritual fruit yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. come? Because what does Christ say? You'll know something. Why? How? Through its root. Exactly. Its root, yeah. And if the fruit is good, then we say the roots are well founded. Yeah, and the exactly. tree, tree is how do you know the health of a tree? Look at the roots. Look, look at the fruit. Look at the yeah. fruit. Look at the fruit. Yeah. And you know you have good roots, right? So it's yeah. the same thing. So by kind of force of miracle and popular acclaim, the church finally recognized the the um, apparition as being authentic. And once again, the church never says you must believe in yeah. this or that yeah. miracle. It's a private revelation. But what it says is there's nothing in this apparition, either the message or the extension or the kind of uh, prayer around. Yeah. 
the apparition which will lead you astray yeah. and in fact can be uh, very advantageous yeah. to supporting uh, the faith. And if so anything, the, yeah. the Shrine at Lourdes is here to embolden and enliven your faith, right? So I it's nothing in, Yeah, encourage. Yeah. You know. um, so, but we come to full circle towards the end of the story because at the, at the end of that discussion with the Blessed Mother and Bernadette, um, the Blessed Mother actually asks, build me a shrine. Have the priest and the bishop build me a shrine here at this at the local at, at the, the local yeah, d- garbage yeah, dump. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which which by this time had been uh, cleared away and right, it was right. like a, a holy site. But but yeah, that, that's like the last um, kind of formal uh, mission that Our Lady gives uh, Bernadette mm-hmm. is to have the priest process and procession and, and the whole community right. led to there and to erect a shrine yeah. that folks could come and have the experience that she had if not seeing you know our lady uh in a miraculous vision to yeah. have the same healing experience right the experience of god's love the um encounter of god which basically lets us know that no no matter where we are we there's no earthly limitation be mm-hmm. it if we're too poor or not educated enough or not in a great yeah. living situation or you know, I mean, you couldn't think of a more uh, kind of impoverished place that Burnett was exactly, there. Exactly, exactly. Even in that place, maybe precisely, especially in those places, yeah. God is there. Yeah. God's love is there. God's grace is to be found if we mm-hmm. look for it. And so the shrine, um, if you will, invites people of all faiths, or not just Catholic faith, but of all faiths, especially those who are infirmed in particular ways, yeah. to come and to be healed. It's interesting that the distinction I, uh, a priest who had made a pilgrimage to Lords, um, uh, said this to him. He said that everyone who goes to Lords is healed. Right. And of course my first response is, uh, no, I've heard of people going to Lords that don't, you know, don't mm-hmm. get healed. But his point wasn't that they physically are yeah, not cured. physical here. Yeah. yeah. And so you might make the distinction between physical cure. Right. And healing, especially healing of of spirit, of soul, exactly, of, of a yeah. kind of so. So, for instance, healing from past. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I, someone who who had got cancer, who made that trip, mm-hmm. who ended up is one of one of our our young adults. Yeah, um, yeah that's right. A couple of years ago, made mm-hmm. the trip with uh, with the Malta, the group from Malta yeah. that sponsors uh, Sarah, and she went. and It was a beautiful time, and she she said she was healed. Yeah. Not that the brain tumor was yeah. taken away. Yeah. But that a uh, kind of peace of mind and heart, yeah, a true kind of strengthening of faith. Yep, mm-hmm. exactly what was achieved. Yeah, it's uh, even to this day. Uh, Sarah causes uh, her um, her ashes are actually within the columbarium, and many members of our community from the five thirty mass would uh, make a like a mini pilgrimage to visit their friend, um, just remembering of her uh, beautiful testimony <coughs> of love and life. And yeah, she would. Uh, I, she and I often uh, when we. She was still with us, uh, physically speaking. I mean, she would talk about how Lourdes truly affected and healed her um, and brought her to um, an acceptance of yeah. her cancer. And it was just, and that in itself was a great uh, encounter of the Blessed Mother and the miracle of Lourdes myself. Yeah, no, and even though I haven't been there and, and hope uh, we're, we're going on pilgrimage uh, this uh, yeah. coming April. Hope to, I hope you do. I know. I hope to, I'm excited. Yeah. I'm actually super oh. stoked to, to, to go there and experience it. Like <laughs> jealous of me, man. Well, <laughs> yeah, because it comes full circle. The whole thing yeah. is we go back to the first moment. Don't write this down. Put away the pen. Yeah. Experience. Just experience. Right. Encounter, Encounter the Lord Jesus right. and his mother. And I have to say, it's interesting. And one of the things I learned in the um, overview of this pilgrimage that's uh, coming up is that 
the United States is one of the primary pilgrimage places from which pilgrimage mm-hmm. go to Lourdes. Yeah, so even though, even though it's a obviously a, it's in France, yeah. and certainly locally is it's a bit of a drive. Uh, it's bit it's a bit of a drive exactly. <laughs> um, it is it's it's very popular in the United States, mm-hmm. um, especially compared to other countries. So more right. when the United States visit there than anywhere else in the world, and uh, because of that there are more um, or there's uh, the only place in France that has more hotels that are up to kind of American expectation is France. <laughs> that <laughs> I didn't know. Well, see, this huh. is what you learn when you're, when you're, when you're reviewing pilgrimage sites ah. and things like that. It's just like, it's like, okay, here come the Americans. We've got to kind of uh, naturally adapt the place for American so sensibilities. <laughs> um, but the reason I think that, or one of the reasons around that is the success of uh, a film called The Song of Bernadette, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which uh, was uh, nominated for Best Picture That's right. in, in 1943. Uh, the, Academy of, the Oscars are coming up, and I guess tele- movies have changed yeah. in a few years. Just since a bit. It, just yeah. a bit. Um, but I could, could you imagine an a, a explicitly religious film being nominated for Best yeah. Picture? Not, not very likely, yeah. but it shows you whether the, the culture is. Um, and uh, Jennifer Jones, who plays Bernadette, actually wins right. the Academy for, for, for Best Actress, That's right, right yeah. for Best Actress. Amazing. Um, and so because of that movie, uh, those certainly kind of that generation that perhaps was young when that movie came out and was formed by it, um, certainly passed that down in terms of mm-hmm. generation, I think had an effect on right. people. I know even when I was young, I saw that movie, and, and there were certain key... Um, Scenes in that movie that that were that were very um, impressionable yeah. on me, especially the, the immaculate conception uh-huh. uh, mm-hmm. piece that I, that I said before, and even even when I imagine Bernadette digging in the mud, I, yeah. I, I'm thinking of that. I'm thinking of that scene from that movie. I was actually was, replaying that scene in my mind when yeah. we were talking about that part of the story. Myself. Yeah. So if you haven't seen yeah. Song of Bernadette, the, they, they've I'm sure they've redone it since yeah. then. Ignatius uh, Press, I think, has yeah. copies of it available yeah, yeah. too. So. But but not the re- I, I haven't seen like remakes, and I'm not always a big remake. But you have to get the original, the, the 1943. <laughs> Jennifer I Jones, yeah. uh, Oscar-winning performance. So if you haven't seen it, it's definitely on the uh, on the uh, to, to the on the uh, recommended the, uh, the the pod <laughs> Father Isaiah Father Michael recommended definitely. list. Oh, definitely t- to see it. But that movie itself is based on a book, and the story of the book is a Named miracle the song itself. Of the, yeah, the yeah. Song of Bernadette. So the kind of the rest of the story there on on the book, which on which the movie is based. Is the book is written by a non-Catholic, right? Uh, uh, someone who doesn't believe in Jesus as yeah. Lord, <laughs> a son of Abraham, <laughs> right? Yeah. He's he is a Jewish author and playwright named uh, Franz Werfel, and he was um, Austrian. He was uh, living uh, in the it was uh, kind of at the height of his powers in the late thirties, twenties and thirties, uh, and when his, his first kind of prominent work was uh, a kind of uh, novel, uh, kind of biography slash novel, kind of a historical, but some fiction there, uh, dramatization of the Armenian genocide, right. mm-hmm. uh, which is where the, the Ottomans, the Turks, uh, Muslims basically wipe out a huge section of the Armenians, for which, San Francisco knowledge, the, um, yeah. the Mount cross. Mount Davidson. Yeah, right? the, yeah, the cross on Mount Davidson was actually erected. There's another local. If you're looking for a good walk and you've never been to the top of Mount Davidson and the huge cross, it's kind of like it's kind of like a little bit south of Twin Peaks, but it's yeah. you get a great advantage. And every Easter they have a sunrise service yeah. up there. And, Absolutely beautiful. And I, I remember a number of years ago there were those who were kind of 
against any religious um, symbols uh, out there, especially in San Francisco. And so they, they said this was a violation of church and state to have this huge cross on the top of the Mount Davidson Park. And so I think the city did, like, like it usually does, it doesn't want to kind of get into these issues, but I think did a smart thing is they basically sold the land on which the cross yeah. is affixed to, to the Armenian church for a dollar. <laughs> so they basically... And that's did, with interest. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <sorry. laughs> <laughs> basically gave them the deed to, to the little swath of land that is there. So that's the Armenian genocide. Well, Franz writes a, a book on the Franz basically condemning the Ottoman Empire for this uh, atrocity yeah. and this kind of anti... Um, nationalistic tone doesn't go up doesn't go uh, go over well with the rising group that's taking over and influential in germany which are which are the nazis Nazis, right so it's kind of by implication the nazis kind of condemn this his work on the armenian genocide that it was you know it was just fiction and burn it and he himself gets on the blacklist right right ultimately the gestapo go after him and he's 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 jewish yeah um and so they're after him and so he um, he flees to France flees to bef- France right? before it's occupied, and in the days before it's completely occupied, he ends up in a little town named Lords. Named Lords, and he's yeah. he's actually um, secreted away by some some Catholics, mm-hmm. and he actually is able to um, visit, but 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 has contact with Our Lady of Lords and kneels down in front of the grotto. And this is and this is all his his words and his he stories. He, tries, yeah, he testifies to this. He testifies to this. Um, he makes a promise. He says, "If um, a lady and he's once again he doesn't believe in Christ, yeah. but he's he's there at a, a Catholic shrine that, if you will, evokes, if you will, the maternal, compassionate, uh, full of care mother of of God, as as we believe, and says at that shrine, if you." Uh, watch over me, guide me, and help my wife and myself to escape to the United States. I will make this story, that is the story of Our Lady of Lords, known across the world. I will do everything yeah. in my power to put all my artistic talent and, and as an yeah. author to, uh, to to bear on this project. And so he's yeah. ultimately, the rest of the story is he ends up escaping. He comes to the yeah. United States and he writes a, well, uh, just a down to the last detail and very kind of dr- dramatic book called the song of bernadette who then mm-hmm. remains a bestseller kind of captures the imagination of the culture yeah and ends up being on the bestseller list for for for, for a lengthy period of time and, is, and so popular that it's then um option to be this major motion picture yeah. that is nominated so so if you think about it yeah. the part of the um popularity or at least access in terms of the imagination to our lady of lords was activated by a Jewish <laughs> refugee yeah. <laughs> who yeah. he who himself... to pray to a Jewish refugee. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Our Lady yourself, right? <laughs> That's exactly right. And uh, through whom experienced that kind of healing of, of being able to, or at least the guidance of Our Lady, <laughs> and made known uh, this apparition. So, so, yeah. so he himself, if you will, uh, put under the place under the care of Our Lady as she gets her message known, in a sense, in a, in a kind of... Uh, uh, a kind of recharged way in the United States through yeah. this, the, this, this, uh, his his work, and so yeah. So even yeah. even the backstory behind yeah. the very popular uh, dramatization it's, of it is really cool. It's a very interesting story in yeah. itself to the apparition of Bernadette. So yeah, it makes me think when 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 Our Lady said to 
to uh, to Bernadette, don't put your pencil away, put your paper away, don't write this down. Yeah. Or she was thinking, I'm going to have a Jewish guy do it later. Yeah, I got a guy. <laughs> I don't got worry a, about it. I got, I got a guy. guy. <laughs> he's good. He's coming 80 years later. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. <laughs> we'll start with first things first, and he'll write it down. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> oh, so, Father Michael, yeah. this has been really great fun, and just uh, and if. You want to give any um, input to the podcast? Podcast at st stdominics.org. Uh, we'll read every email that comes in and uh, see what we can do. Um, if you want, uh, if you can uh, make uh, our lives all the more happier, please uh, subscribe, um, share, and tell your friends about this podcast, the St. Dominic's Weekly, and so we can actually uh, uh, radiate the joy of the gospel um, uh, uh, from your very actions. That's right. Yeah. So. On this feast of Our Lady of Lords, we anticipate on Sunday. Come on down, join us for the novena. Father Alan White, his powerful preaching. And may we certainly in our own lives seek that daily encounter with our Lord in even the most mundane moments or ordinary moments that all that we do truly through the intercession of Our Lady in her healing, comforting, powerful presence might help us, as you say, to radiate his life and his joy here in the heart of the city. Amen. Amen.